Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Today is Thursday, March the 3rd, 2022. As always, I'm joined by my friend from the Valleys, Mr. Garrett Jones. Evening, mate. Evening. How are we? All good, pal. All good. We're, uh, we're, we're running on fumes tonight, aren't we? We've had uh, long weeks at work, so uh, we're going to bash out a, a quick episode uh tonight Absolutely. unfortunately Paul, Paul's not with us um we were supposed to have uh, a special guest on tonight but unfortunately we've had to reschedule so uh we decided we're just going to roll with the two of us tonight and uh just whiz through this week's uh games and and look at next week as well so uh let's get the affiliate plug out the way so support today's episode and visit the official NBA store or fanatics using our affiliate link in the description of the podcast. Shop the latest NBA gear and Orlando Magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts, T-shirts, available with international delivery. Use our discount code MAGICUK10 at the checkout for 10% off your order, or you can use a discount code live on the website. But please note some exclusions may apply. You can find all of our links on our website, orlandomagicuk.com. Right, let's dive into some magic news then, G. So let's get let's get it out of the way because we want to talk about this. So Markel Fultz finally made his long-awaited return on Monday night at home to the Indiana Pacers. I think it was, was it 419 days since he tore his ACL that we finally managed to see him back out on the floor? Uh, he had a great reception from the home fans um, and he, he had as, as good a return as we probably hoped, he finished with 10 points, six assists and one turnover in 16 minutes and shot five of seven from the field. So, G, what did you see from your boy, from, uh, what was it you were calling him, the king? The king is the, back. The king is back. It's like when Cantona returned for United, isn't oh, it? Long man. live the king. <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that before or after he started kicking people in the crowd? Yeah. Uh, like, no, that was after, wasn't it? Because he returned it? against Liverpool. He returned against Liverpool, didn't he? And he scored. Mate, it's a blur. I don't remember that far yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Back to the magic. More importantly, yeah. Um, so good to have him back. It just felt uh, when he's got the ball, it just feels so natural uh, with him as the point guard. His just his ability. Uh, to change the pace, you know, he can drive, he'll pull it up, he'll uh, watch the cuts. And I mean, Paul called it, uh, he was doing his game preview for the uh, Pacer game on Monday. Uh, and he just put a little snippet, you know, faults, drives and dishes it to Wagner, who cuts and slams it home. Funnily enough, that's exactly what happened on, on the very first possession, his first assist. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to ask him for the lottery numbers later. Um, but, it's just his ability to find the best pass. And whilst, you know, we've only seen him play, what, a total of 31 minutes, he's got about eight assists in that time. As you've mentioned, he scored in double digits. He shot the ball pretty well, five of six and five of seven. He's contributed uh, in other aspects as well, a block, a steal here and there. 
Um, whilst it's only his second game back, um, and he just looks comfortable, um, and he's been you know linking up well with uh, the likes of Wendell Carter, um, who's been fantastic in the last couple of games. I might add, um, and, and I do like when he talks about these kill zones. So um, I want to see more of these kill zones because um, yeah, he, he's, it's just nice to have him back and brings a great smile to my face as it does you know all the fans really um, and it was lovely to see him have a great um, ovation um, and for the uh, the whole team to rock up in Mark Elfold's t-shirts yeah. there's was, was a real togetherness about this uh, band of players and um, they're all rooting for one another which is cool yeah, how about you? Absolutely uh, well let's let's start with this jump shot I mean this, this mid-range looks pure at the moment doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Berry in the mid range. Um, he got fouled on, fouled for an and one last night. Um, yeah, he, he's like you said, G. He's got that control of the floor. He knows players' spots on the floor. I think we saw that with like Terence Ross last night in the loss to Indiana, which we'll get to later. But um, he's just he's a smooth operator, and he faults on the offensive end, and he he's got. He's got control of the. He's got a good handle. He's got control of the offense. He knows players' spots. He knows. He, he he's just very. You can just tell watching him how intelligent he is and and how much of a high IQ the guy's got. Um, and more than anything, it's just refreshing to see him back out on the floor, isn't it? Um, and hopefully, we'll, we'll get on to Ji in a minute. But hopefully. Where eventually when J.I. comes back because it's got to happen at some point hopefully we see a similar a similar return for, for J.I. because I think he can have a big impact on this team as well but um, Foltz Foltz was really really good like I said you couldn't have expected any more from him in in, in shortened minutes he's probably going to be on a minutes restriction what would you say for the at least for the next 5-10 games I probably wouldn't be surprised if it's right up until the end of the season but yeah, it was certainly that everyone felt the impact with faults back on back on the floor for the team. So um, yeah, good times, good times indeed. Yeah, yeah. And there's no like you said, there is no point pushing him. You know, no. 15, 16 minutes. Um, you know, he gets back into the rhythm. Say 19 games to go. Uh, we're not going anywhere. I'm sure we'll touch upon this shortly. But. And, and- and the other thing I liked as well, he's not afraid to get stuck in either. Like last night, we saw him throwing himself on the floor for loose balls. He was jumping into passing lanes. He was He's not afraid to, to play physically and he, he doesn't look scared coming off an yeah. ACL, which is a good sign. So, um, yeah, it's good to uh, see Markel back finally. So on to um, another little bit of magic news. Um, earlier this week, John Hammond, magic general manager, was a guest on 99.69 The Game with uh, Brandon Kravitz and was asked if we can expect to see J.I. this season. Uh, G hasn't seen this yet, so we're going to get his live reaction. But uh, John actually said to, to Brandon, uh, there's no expectation either way. We're trying to keep Jonathan ready physically and mentally. He's committed to the medical staff and they are committed to him. That was his response to, can we expect to see J.I. this season? So what do you think to that, mate? I'm just a bit frustrated. Why can't they just, you know, 
they've changed their not story, but ever since the beginning of the season, you know, beginning of the season, it's like, oh yeah, he'll be back soon. And then it was after Christmas, and just move, keep moving the goalposts, and it's very frustrating. It feels like we're being lied to. Um, I know it's probably not the intention, um, and they're just trying to do it. Uh, unless Jonathan's had some sort of setback, they haven't announced. I don't know. Um, I myself, I don't see any much point bringing him back for these 19 games uh, that remain. Um, obviously, with ping pong balls and whatnot, it's only going to give us more another uh, boost in the arm, like Markel did on Monday. Um, and as we've seen, we're a pretty dynamic basketball team with Markel, and you add Jonathan into the mix there, and um, you know I think we're picking up a lot more Ws. So. With regard to Hammond, it's frustrating, um, especially when you saw him on the bench. Was it yesterday when Wendell threw that one down? Well, his, knee was, fine his knee looked fine there. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, mate. I don't know what to make I, of it. I, 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 think, I, I think they've... I, I think they're being very careful with what they're going to say publicly, not to put any pressure or to take any pressure off of J.I. coming back. I don't think that's it at all. I think they realised they he certainly made a mistake before the season regarding Markel saying, we're hoping he's going to be ready for the start of the season. And here we are at the beginning of March and we've only just seen Volts return. And yeah. I think they're just... But, but there is no pressure. It's the same as... Like we we had this discussion last week about faults coming back. Like there is no pressure. There's no there's, other than say him building his confidence again and get acclimatized to playing with players that he's not played with before, and just getting that like twenty game sample of what things could look like. Other than that, it's not like we're going out to make the playoffs or try and get into the playing tournament or anything like that so from a win standpoint there is no pressure um, we d- we would like to see Jonathan back I I, I said it last week I, you can't see him coming back and especially with a with a response like that he's not coming back anytime soon um, and, yeah. and look uh, nobody should want him to come back just so we see him on the floor like we did with Fultz this week. If we want him back and we want him back 110% healthy, that's that's what it boils down to. So if that means he needs a couple of a couple of more months of doing strength and conditioning and and some work to make sure he's confident with his with his legs and his knees and all these little setbacks that he's probably had, well, he has had, we just haven't known about them publicly. Otherwise, he would have been playing by now. But look, take take his time. Um, there are people like me. I still fully believe in Ji. Um, I think it's been that long. I mean, I had a co- quick conversation with Paul the other evening, and uh, we were saying I think people forget how much of an impact Ji had, especially down the stretch of the playoffs in 2019, and how. I think it was well game three when we played the Raptors, how big he was in the start of that game. But you think it's been what sixteen months since since we saw him return in the bubble, and then you think that was his first return since the injury before that. So it's been probably close to two years since we've seen a really fully healthy Ji, and I think we've all got 
short <laughs> short memories on how good he can be. But um, yeah, we'll see when Ji comes back. I, again, I just think management know that they've just got to temper expectations a little bit and when we can expect him to back. But look, if he's not back by training camp, then yeah, let's start getting the alarm bells going. But now let's, there's no pressure, is there? What have we got? 18 nope. games left, 19? So yeah. Here's what up, it is. J.I., get that leg strong yeah. and uh, let's have a good season next year. So um, last bit of news then. Uh, on Wednesday night, former Orlando Magic general manager John Gabriel and former Orlando Magic head coach Brian Hill were inducted into the Magic Hall of Fame. Uh, they had their typical afternoon ceremony with Alex Martins. Um, I think that's on YouTube, actually. So if anybody's not seen that and you want to go back and, and watch that, you can. Um and then obviously we saw them was at the end of the first quarter introduced to the Amway Centre crowd and they yeah. had their little ceremony in between the quarters. And then we had Brian on as a guest on in the second quarter on the broadcast last night telling us about how uh, excited he was and how emotional it was for him. Um, we were lucky to have Brian on as a guest last year, back in May. So um, if anybody's not seen that, go back and watch that as well. But uh yeah, two two guys that thoroughly deserve it, in my opinion. What what do you think, G? Absolutely. Um, I start with John Gabriel. Um, he was the first general manager when I started supporting the team in 1997, uh, and he was a bit of a pioneer. What I thought, you know, he constructed that magic team um, back in 2001. Uh, well, I think he was wheeling and dealing in 2000, moving all sorts of players' contracts gathering assets, making cap space um, and really, you know, tried to get the first almost super team via free agency with uh, T-Mac, Grant Hill and, you know, Duncan was close, we're told. So, uh, you know, he did superb work there, drafting, you got Mike Miller, just to to name one. Um, So, and everything else he's done in the organisation, um, working his way through, and he's still working as a scout now. Uh, I, I was just a little bit. Um, I was hoping that maybe he'd have jumped on the broadcast with uh, with David and Jeff, maybe in the third quarter, just to get a quarter out of um, Mr. Gabriel, because um, I'm sure he'd have had some insightful stuff to uh, to share with us. So no, absolutely well deserved. Um, and as you've mentioned, Coach Hill, uh, he's an absolute. Uh, absolute pleasure to have uh, and speak to um, on our show um, the work he does uh, and has done for the organisation uh, in his two stints as um, head coach in fact he actually opened up yesterday by saying he was a bit nervous because he was the only person who's been fired by the Magic on two occasions <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, some, some good banter there from, uh, from Brian so no absolutely well deserved to both of them and, um, you know, look forward to maybe having a chat with them maybe in the future. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's uh, have a quick recap of last week's game. So the Magic played three times since we uh, last recorded, starting with the Houston Rockets, which was on, was it Friday last week? So it early a week Friday. ago, we played the Rockets. Uh, the Magic won 119 to 111. Um, I think this game really sort of, opened up for us in the second quarter when we held the Houston Rockets to just 18 points. Um, Big games, Wendell Carter, 
uh, finished with 24 points, 12 rebounds and a couple of assists. We saw Cole Anthony with 14 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, Franz Wagner, 13 and eight. Uh, and then Chumo Kiki is continuing his, uh, I'm not going to say phenomenal play, but he's certainly having a very, very good stretch at the moment. He finished with 26 points, nine rebounds, four assists. He was five of seven from the three-point line. Um, and he's shooting the ball very, very well at the moment. So, uh, G, what was your thoughts on the Rockets game, mate? Yeah, I mean, you just picked up on it there. You know, we won it in the second quarter. The defence actually stepping up. And we found that as well in the game on Monday against the Pacers, where the defence stepped in the third quarter. Um, so if I remember rightly, the Houston did jump out to a bit of a lead. It's going back a bit now, didn't they? They did, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think. And then, it, you know, we were able to, I think they went up maybe about 14? eight, ten points. Or was it 14? Right, okay, I, I might, yeah. I, I might be exaggerating. I can't quite remember, but yeah. It was <laughs> it was, it was nearly a week ago, so uh, forgive <laughs> us. <laughs> but no, in fairness, like you said, contributions from everybody. It was a game I did expect to win. Um, you know, obviously they're in transition as well um, with uh, Jalen Green, but they did have a couple of vets in, you know, Dennis Schroeder who's always been a, a bit of a menace. Um, but it was nice to get that. Dennis w. the menace. <laughs> um, it, you know, we expected it. and I think we were made favourites and it's nice to actually see us um, just go out there, do what we should do and get what in the end was, you know, it was pretty comfortable in the end from what I remember. So, um, no, just chalk it up, another W. Chalk it up. So uh, then on Monday, the Magic played their first uh, back, sorry, home. No, it's not even a home back-to-back. We just played the same team twice in three days. So, home, uh, home and home series. Home and home. Yeah. Home no, and home. Is it home and home? No, that's when you go out on the road as well, isn't it? <laughs> Hey, I don't you know. Tell, I don't you know. can tell we've had a long day, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Magic play uh, beat the uh, Indiana Pacers on Monday night, not one nineteen to one oh three. Similar story, really. Um, it's quite the the scoring was pretty tight for through the first half, and then the Magic opened it up in the third quarter, thirty five to nineteen. Uh, big games again. Wendell Carter, another double-double, 21 points, 12 rebounds. Jalen Suggs with 14 points, 10 assists, uh, 15 points for Franz Wagner, Ramo Bamba, who had the double-double as well. Uh, we had how many? We had nine, uh, eight players in, eight. in double figures, which is uh, was it a franchise That's a franchise record. record. Yeah. 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 And... Uh, Am I getting the right game? Was that the game where Jalen threw the ball off the backboard for the dunk? Yeah. Uh, oh, hang on. No, I think that was the Rocket game, wasn't it? Was it the Rockets game? We haven't even brought that up. We'll, yeah, we'll go back to that Rockets in a minute. Game. We'll go back to that okay. in a minute. But uh, yeah, another win this week against the Pacers. So what uh, What did you see in that game, mate? Well, first of all, I thank the NBA for the officials this week. <laughs> Mark Davis on Monday for the Pacer game and then we had Lauren Holtkamp uh, last night so uh, they really blessed us this week uh, but no in fairness couldn't really complain that much about Mr Davis on Monday um, like you said the defence stepped in the third quarter Indiana came out blazing though didn't they they couldn't miss mm-hmm. from three so in order you know we did well to keep up with them and then just to continue continue on and uh, you know the offence was clicking 
Um, you know, and I, I believe that having Markel there was a big factor to that, having that punch off the bench, um, you know, six assists, like you've, like you've mentioned, 10 points, um, and everybody else's contributions. Um, it's a game, again, I expected we should be competitive, especially as the Pacers didn't have Malcolm Brogdon playing. Um, and, you know, they were a little bit thin when they had that guy, uh, was it Smith, throwing out the game? Yeah. That's what's marked it. Was that Mark Davis who threw him out of the game? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay, there we go. Well done, Mark Davis. Gee, if you were there for a game, you'd get thrown out by Mark Davis, even if you weren't playing, mate. So I'm sure, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. <laughs> so, so no, all in all, um, it was a whole team performance, like you mentioned, mate. Everybody yep. contributing. Um, and just to pick up on what you said about Okiki, yeah, I, he's been so consistent um, and he's actually playing like we saw at the back end of last season. Um, you know, you've got to give him his credit. He didn't start the season off very well, but he didn't get a full training camp. So um, no, props to Chuma. And uh, I'd like to see a bit more of him and, you know, maybe play uh, maybe play him at the 4-5 um, and just go with a small ball line just, just to test things out in these yeah. last 19 games just to see what we what we can get from it. Is baby Kawhi back? Well, he's he's very good, isn't he? He's stepping into the passing lanes. He's getting steals. Yeah. He's he's you know I saw um, something on Twitter the other day. I had the list of everybody's uh, best defenders. Chumo Kiki was our best defender, apparently. And I, you know, it's not far wrong. Jonathan Isaac's out. It probably is Chuma. Unless, yeah. what do you think? I think you've got to consider Jalen. Yeah, Jalen defensively um, but yeah it's hard to argue the way he's playing at the moment like you said I'm, like I said he's he's got that confidence to shoot the three again now and uh, it's quite funny because was it when we had Luke on weeks back now and we, we talked about Tumor didn't we shooting the three yeah and uh and now he's now he's starting to turn it around, which is which is really good to see. And I just again, I, I just think it's and I said it back in that episode. And I want to say I said something like it, it was consistency and reps and and game time. He's he's getting consistent consistent minutes playing, um, and, he's and the getting, confidence just to let it fly. That's it. And he's now he's going scared. in. No. Yeah. And, and last night we were seeing him catching and shooting the ball when when he was getting contested. And there was just no hesitation. He was like, "Right, I'm pulling up for this," and and bang. He didn't quite get the uh, the rub of the green last night. It was quite a lot that were, no. were 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 coming off the rim, but the the form looks good. The confidence is there. He's getting the confidence. He's getting the repetitions. He's getting the minutes. So uh, yeah, let's hope he continues to develop because it probably wasn't that long ago when we were probably considering Tumor as one of those players maybe on the periphery on the outside of the core group yeah. um yeah he's not, and he's, he? he's not obviously but like do you know what i mean it's um yeah as fans we're all fickle a little bit aren't we 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 have yeah. our ups and downs we get we get excited when markel's back and we're like right <laughs> we've seen him play 16 minutes what are you trying to say <laughs> i'm not saying anything but uh we, we we get a little bit carried away and that's what all fans do but uh yeah, we just want to uh, we want to see these guys develop. So, um, yeah, like I said, perfect return for uh, Markel, and obviously that I think that gave us a lift as well. 
um, gave everybody a lift in the arena having Markel back. So, uh, yes, very good win against the Pacers. Uh, so we then played them again on Wednesday evening. Uh, unfortunately, the Magic blew an 18-point lead uh, in a game that I felt was pretty comfortable through three quarters. And you said about the first game when we played the Pacers and they come out of the blocks shooting shooting the lights out. Then they went cold for the rest of that game, the start of this game, and then and then decided we're going to start shooting the three again in the fourth quarter. They reeled it back and uh, we got we got to overtime. And then I feel like we lost our composure a little bit. We let the referee decisions uh, frustrate us a little bit in this game. Would you agree? Um, yeah. I'll let yeah. you have ref rant in a minute. You're not... <laughs> <laughs> but but the, but there was decisions in there where you just think no you just got to keep playing through it and yeah it it was it was difficult like I said nobody likes blowing an eighteen point lead it happens we're young it's more likely to happen um, G, G actually said to me before we recorded are you happy we lost last night or are you not happy because <laughs> the tank talks beginning. Um, but yeah, go on, G. Yeah, well, the the good was that for three quarters, you know, we played pretty well. We were up 18. Okay, we um, pulled our foot off the gas pedal in the fourth quarter. But, you know, the signs are good. You play through three quarters and you're up by 18. So that's to start off with. Um, should we say about some of the officiating? Go on, yeah, Rant. Let's. let's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what's changed with the NBA rules because I thought every decision in, in the last two minutes was reviewable. There was one incident where I believe the ball, was it Wagner who stripped um, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon with about 22 seconds left and it clearly bounced off Brogdon and went out of bounds. We didn't have a challenge left, of course. That was that. They had the ball. You know, it is what it is. Um, then we talked about this before the game, didn't we? The, the Jalen Suggs uh, offensive foul that wasn't. Uh, so he was obviously fouled on a three-point shot. Clearly, uh, Buddy Heald, I believe, hit his hand. And then he came down and they, they said that he kicked out. But surely the foul should occur when the first foul happens, which is Heald hitting the hand. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you, in fairness, Mikey, did a bit of uh, detective work, and you believe there should have been a violation called before that, but well, against us. Well, certainly the Brogdon one screwed us over, <laughs> didn't it? I think yeah. we would have had the chance to win the game. I think we would have had the possession back to, to try and win the game. No, no, no. Is we stole the no. ball and we got it too. Yeah, yeah. We got, Sorry, we that's got the ball back anyway. That's right. We got the ball back. but We just like him to get it right. The challenge that we used when you watch the replays, you're thinking it wasn't really worth using it on that, was it? It was almost like we're down to like the last couple of minutes here. We've got a challenge. Let's let's just use it and see if the referees make a decision and give it to us or not. And then we should have obviously that would have made a difference on that. But anyway, it, it went to overtime. Um, but yeah, the the Suggs three point shot and I, I haven't been on Twitter today so I don't actually know but I actually watched that replay back a couple of times and I don't know if anybody noticed so although it felt like we got hard done by that Buddy Hield actually had it overturned and they called it an offensive foul on Suggs 
Suggs actually shuffled his feet several times before he even got the shot off. Caught the ball. I think he sent Buddy Hill flying, didn't he? Yeah, I can't bit remember. Of an ankle, I think it was a bit of an ankle breaker. And as he was setting himself up, he shuffled his feet a couple of times, then rose up into the three. And then, obviously, that's when the foul occurred. But um, So, actually, for me, it was probably a travel <laughs> rather than an offensive foul. But that's all... Uh, that's all that that's just minor details because it was a turnover yeah. regardless but um yeah, yeah I, I just felt like we got frustrated I, see, I mean, I mean Mosley was getting up in the referees at the end which was good to see um, yeah I like that I like a bit of fire um but I feel like Wendell had a few decisions that uh, he was play he was getting he was he gets hit most games than he Wendell because he plays well, physically twice he lost his goggles didn't he yeah but he, there was a couple of times he was going, going at one of the referees because he didn't get a call, and I think that's again, that's a that's a young, that's a young player learning to uh, to play with it, play through it, um, and I feel like that was just that that was just an example of how the team sort of lost that composure in the last few minutes, and then the then the Pacers obviously were making their shots in the overtime as well, and. We struggle getting back into it then, but uh, mm. there we go. Yeah, there I forgot go. to mention that Terence Ross technical as well. Frustration at himself, not showing the referees up on as, anything. I get soon, it, but it's yeah. a little bit petty, isn't it? It is. It is. It is petty. Um, as soon as he did, as soon as he did it, you knew he was going to get teed up. Mm. But yeah, it is for what it's worth. I mean, if the ball had bounced into the crowd or it hit somebody. Do you know what I mean? Or bounce the ball into another player or something. It'd been a bit different, didn't it? But I don't know. Let let him get on with it. Sport in yeah. general. I just I don't even think it's just the NBA. I think sport in general's getting more petty and they're trying to, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I like I like a bit of argy bargy and a bit of fighting now and then. And we don't a bit like Jimmy Butler said a few weeks ago, isn't it? Just let them fight. But the problem is <laughs> the last time they did that in Denver. Was it Markeith Morris or Marcus Morris? No, he had his spine removed when Jokic smashed into the back of him. But uh, no, I do, I do like a good yeah. NBA fight. We don't see him enough anymore. Mm. Um, last thing on that game, Mo Bamba. I thought he, he was uh, superb. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and that and that's what we want to see. Um, I don't know if it's because, you know, he's getting... Um, no, in fairness, he got these looks without Markel on the floor. So, uh, you know, he was going out and grabbing things himself. He obviously got the putback um, tip in um, mm. to tie us up. Um, Wendell as well, uh, 13 points, 18 rebounds. Um, <coughs> and I think the stat that Dave and Jeff had about most dunks since like the 11th of February and him being second on that list, uh, it's just showing he's been very aggressive getting to the cup uh, and stuffing it in. So, um no, really, really good to see, and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, we got to see that consistency from him, haven't we? Yeah, that's uh, that's the next step for Mo. So uh, last week the Magic obviously went two one, which we've just discussed, beating Rockets and splitting the uh, two games with the Pacers. Uh, Connell and G were correct this week, going two and one. I think you did say we beat the Rockets and split the series. Um, I did. And Connell said we'd win whichever game you said we wouldn't watch him back yeah, so, earlier. So, sorry, Connell, you got it wrong, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Gary and Paul incorrectly went three and zero, oh, and uh, me being the pessimist went one and two, and uh, obviously I was wrong. So uh, we, we're back tied, mate. Seven and eight. Paul's now six and nine. So uh, we've got five games before our next episode next Saturday, the twelfth of March. So we start with the Toronto Raptors on Friday evening, which I think is a half twelve tip off in the UK in the uh, in the early hours of Saturday morning. That's the rearranged game from January when uh, it was cancelled due to COVID. Was it January or February? I think I it was no. I think it was December, mate. Was it December? Was it that far back? Yeah. Anyway, it's the uh, only rescheduled game, so that they squeeze that in on Friday night. Uh, the Raptors are currently thirty-four and twenty-seventh, sitting seventh in Eastern Conference. They've won two of the so they won the last two games and they have won six of the last ten. And at home, they are 17 and 13. In fact, their record's almost identical. Their road record is 17 and 14. So uh, the Raptors, we hate the Raptors. Let's just say it like that. So, <laughs> but Kyle Lowry doesn't play them anymore. So uh, we don't hate him quite as much. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to beat the Raptors on Friday. Uh, then we play the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday evening. So we've got two back-to-backs in the next week. This one is against the Grizzlies, who are third in the, in the Western Conference, 43-20. and 20. They are winners of eight of their last 10 games, and at home they are 21-10. and 10. Uh, I think Jar Morant's coming off. I think he had 52 points the other evening. Um, yeah. And he's he, that guy's blossoming into a, into a star this season. Um, we saw a glimpse of this last year as well, but he's uh, coming into his own this year. So that should be, I don't know if I could call it fun, but uh, it'll be nice to see drama around play. So yeah, so we've got the Raptors, Grizzlies. We then travel back home to face the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday evening, which is a midnight tip-off in the UK. Uh, Phoenix has got the best record in the NBA. The first team to 50 wins. They're 50 and 12 uh, they're currently without Chris Paul and Devin Booker, as you said, G. Um, yeah. So I'm not quite sure on the injury status and COVID protocols, whether one of them might be back, but uh, that will no, be a I tough think, game regardless. I think, I think Paul's, the, yeah, Paul's out for seven, eight weeks, and I think Booker went into COVID protocols a couple of days ago, so I'd imagine he'd probably miss our game. There you go. There you go. But... The Phoenix Suns are, are still good. So uh, that will be a tough game on Tuesday night. Wednesday, the Magic then travel on the road to face the New Orleans Pelicans, who are 26 and 36. They are clinging on to the 10th spot in the Western Conference. They're on to, in that last playing spot. They've won th- their last three games. Um, and at home, they are 14 and 17. Uh, there's obviously no Zion at the moment. There's, there was talks that he's uh, he's going to be resuming basketball activities again soon. But uh, I put this in the group the other day with Zion, didn't I? About the, I don't know if anybody's seen the was Mardi Gras New float in New Orleans yeah. and they basically plastered a, 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 a massive picture of Zion Williamson and it had Zion one ton on the front of it holding on to a bucket load of cash just sat there. I was like, that's that's not a good look for a guy that you want no. to be a franchise player. Um, no. 
Do you think it's his last? Do you think he's played his last game there? I don't know. I don't know. They're really going to have to resolve it this off season, aren't they? Uh, I was listening to JJ Reddick speak to Stephen A. Smith, and um, they were saying that you know New Orleans released their season ticket um, marketing mm. uh, last week, and you know Zion wasn't on it. Um, and if he's your number one pick, he's your star man. You know the face of two K the last couple of seasons. Um, you really should be, you know using him as a marketing tool unless there's some sort of bigger issue. So it, it it doesn't sound good, does it? So um it sounds like he's he probably wants to play for the Knicks and he probably annoyed the Knicks didn't win that lottery um all those years ago. So but he's contracted so you know he he needs to, he needs to honor his contract and play for the Pelicans for me. Um and I don't like these players being able to force their way out uh, as we had with Mr. Howard back in uh, 2012, and you know what we've seen with uh, Ben Simmons in the last season, I, I don't think it's a good look. I think the NBA needs to do something about it myself. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit more on the fence about all of it about player movement. It's it's one of the only jobs where you get drafted by a team and you're stuck there, aren't you? Unless unless they decide to trade you. I don't know. It's it's um it's not like sport like we're used to over here, where if a player wants to go and sign for another club, they can. Um, the NBA is a bit more difficult, and obviously, it's a bit more strategic, isn't it, when it comes to 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 trading players and players wanting out and and getting moved. So, I, I don't know. I, I think there's I think there's a balance with the NBA. Um, Obviously, super teams aren't the best thing. I, I think that's that's my biggest gripe with all it is, is these super teams that get created. And it's all right coming from a small market team like or a medium market team like the Orlando Magic. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just tired, man. I'm just talking a load of nonsense tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, idea. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Uh, right. And then the last game of the week is at home to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are 34 and 29. They are seventh in the West. They are currently two and a half games back of Denver for sixth place. So could we see the, the Timberwolves finally make the playoffs again this season? Um, they have won six of the last 10 games. They've won the last two and on the road, they are 15 and 17. Uh, and that is a midnight tip-off over here in the UK. So we've got a half 12, we've got two 1am tip-offs, and we've got two midnight tip-offs for uh, those people that are staying up. So what's your predictions, G? Paul has gone one and four, as he's messaged us before we jumped on. Uh, mm -hmm. He said, we are going to beat the New Orleans Pelicans at home. Okay. Do you okay. agree with him? I agree we'll probably go one and four, but I can that win could come from any of the games, probably bar the Grizzly game. Um, the Raptors aren't all that, let's be perfectly honest. Um, they, they could be beatable. Uh, the Grizzlies on the second night of a back-to-back -back after travelling from Toronto to Memphis, uh, I think that's a bit too much of an ask. Now, the Suns, um, as we mentioned, you know, they're playing without Booker and Chris Paul. 
which puts Alfred Payton at the helm, I believe. So, um, you know, we've got our, our full allotment of guards back. I can see us possibly sneaking it. I really can. Um, if they're playing with the confidence they played uh, in the last two games against Indiana, uh, put the ball in the basket, but Phoenix can put a lot of points up. So it's one of these ones. Um, New Orleans, as Paul has predicted, again, beatable, um, as are the Minnesota Timberwolves for me. Um, and we've done a number on the Timberwolves a couple of times um, in the last couple of years. So I will go one and four. But uh, just to be different, I will say we will beat the Toronto Raptors, your least favourite team, Mikey. So, um, but I, we could beat the Suns, we could beat the Pelicans, and we could beat the Wolves. On the Pelicans, by the way, um, I like the what what their official account did the other day when they um, changed the the. So they, they were beating the Lakers, weren't they? They destroyed the Lakers by 27 and LeBron got booed, everything. And they changed. Yeah. can't remember what they said. They changed their Twitter handle. Um, oh gosh, what did they say? Escapes me. But just a good bit of trolling from them and it really irked a few Laker fans. And there's a couple of videos out there. Um, I think we shared it in, did we share it in our WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, of, yeah. The, of them getting booed. And it was early in the yeah. game. It was like, Early in the third quarter as well, they were getting early in the third. They were getting hammered, yeah. and then they were getting booed off as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I see. I saw Stephen A. Smith sticking up for LeBron the other day, saying he should be the one player that's not getting booed. I mean, the guy is thirty-seven; and he's still putting up incredible numbers. But yeah, it's still funny watching him lose, though, and that it's oh, great. We love, we love it, as Kevin Keegan would say. I love it, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, okay, interesting. Well, I'm going to go two and three this week. Okay. I'm going to say we beat the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. Uh, okay. Yeah, the Raptors. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not so sure about the Raptors. We'll see. Um, I, I, that's just my gut feeling. I, I just don't think we'll beat the Raptors. We're certainly not going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies, not the way they're playing at the moment. Um, do you think... Suns, go on. Sorry, on, on the Grizzlies, do you think John Morant's MVP candidate? Oh, he's certainly got to be up there. He's certainly got to be up there. Um, I'm not quite sure. Who who is, Who's your top three? Who would you say is your top three at the MVP. MVP. Well, for me, for me, he's certainly up there. If you take Ja Morant off the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies aren't, you know, top three in the West or whatever it is. You yeah. take off, who else is there? I suppose the argument could be made for Joel Embiid as well. Embiid's got to be up there, hasn't he? And I suppose Giannis. I, I just, it was a, a snippet, Shaq speaking to T-Mac about the 2003 MVP race and um, yeah. T-Mac saying, you know, take me off the magic and, you know, we don't make the playoffs. Whereas you take Tim Duncan off the Spurs, he'd still be in the playoffs. And Shaq didn't agree with him, but Shaq never agrees with anyone, does he? Um, so I'm with T Mac on that one. Um, so no, no, I think Jamran's certainly up there, certainly top top three, four. So uh, no, fair play to him. I mean, they're third in. They've got third best record in the league, haven't they? And uh, he, he's certainly in the top three for me. Um, Embiid, I mean, to me, Embiid, 
I mean, I, I know Philly are at, at 38 and 23, and they're still what? Uh, where are they? Third, third in the East, but he's been single-handedly keeping that team afloat. You think mm. Ben? They've had the whole saga with Ben Simmons. That's finally over. He's now got some help with James Harden. I still don't think it's going to last before Harden decides he wants out again and wants somewhere else. But um, yeah. Harden certainly played well since he's gone to Philly. But Embiid's kept that team where it is, um, mm. kept them afloat, and he's having a really, really good season. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's all. It's all hypothetical and it's all all different opinions. It's just half the time yeah. it's just based on numbers, isn't it? Whereas well, well, he won't get it always... because he's he, he, for a small market team. So yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, so I'm going to go two and three, beat the Pelicans, beat the Timberwolves, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, I, I think the Raptors and the Suns games will be close. I don't think the Grizzlies game will be, but. I was wrong last week, so I'm probably wrong this week. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that uh, wraps up this week's episode. Thank you as always for uh, listening and watching. Please subscribe to the podcast and hit that notification button so you don't miss any future episodes. Make sure you visit our website, orlandomagicuk.com for the latest news. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. All can be found at Orlando Magic UK. So from Geraint and myself, until next week, go magic.